Welcome back, people. This is Don't Sleep on the Couch Podcast. I'm your boy, Mr. Prez, and with me always. It's your boy, Cash, a.k.a. Exec P. What's happening, good people? Episode 150, man. We back, we back. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Cash, uh, I seen it. I'll be checking out the numbers. There's still people finding us brand new. Can For those people that's going to find us brand new this week, can you please tell them what we're about and what we do? All right, I'll, I'll oblige if you're late to the party. This is Don't Sleep on the Couch podcast, a podcast about music, sports, culture, entertainment each and every week. That's what you can, can expect. We have underground artists. We have some mainstream artists. We have some entrepreneurs. We have some people that are of the culture. We have some people that we have planned on future episodes that have our filmmakers. Like we're, we're trying to tap in into a lot of creators that are doing things at a grassroots level and you know, their, their stock is rising. So if that's something that you're into, and of course, last but not least, music and sports. That's that's what me and Prez hang our hat on. You know, that's what we have our, our, our banter about. That's what the podcast was built on as far as just the the beginning. Um, so, you know, that's that's what we're about. It just really all started off. I don't want to, you know, kind of say how it started. Started with me whooping his ass in playlist battles when it comes to music and and curated music playlists for our friends, um, but you know I felt like why not take it to the national stage and kick his ass in public each and every week on Don't Sleep on the Couch podcast. If that's what you like, your friends, you know, just y'all y'all are all friends that are listening. If that's what you like, it's just the debate music and just talk about music and the nuances of sports and all that. This is this is where this is where you need to be. Ain't that right, Prez? No, not not completely right at all. But I'll let you get off what you need to get off. Hey, if they tune in, they tune in. <laughs> half of what he just said is a lie. Other half is kind of <laughs> true. We did, we did come together on, on the playlist. <laughs> he didn't win until like the last year. <laughs> hey, man, but uh, you know, about, I told him about, about how you started, how you finish. Man. I mean, he he's he's from Brooklyn, man. He was kind of locked in his little ecosystem. Uh, met up uh, about twenty something plus years ago, man, and uh, you know, kind of kind of helped him broaden his horizon. And we kind of broaden our horizons together a little bit, you know, by the travels we had to do uh, in between while while in the, the military. So uh, <laughs> as we stopped in these locations, we gained a, a fund appreciation for the music. Uh, some of the uh, some of the the lingo and stuff in these areas that we go to. So uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's what that's all about. Um, but cash for this week's episode, we we usually go through our weekly breakdown of albums. We're gonna do that right this week's uh, releases. I think we had a Kodak Black. You had Conway. You had uh, who am I missing? Robert Glasper. You also, uh, who else do we have? We have um, Earth Gang, Ghetto Gods. Earth Gang, Ghetto Gods. Oh, how did I forget that? Man, I don't Earth know. Earth Gang, Ghetto Gods. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea well, how good that album is. But um, but yeah, those are just some of the, the ones that we tapped in, into a lot more dropped this week. We also have a, a great interview uh, with Black Chidori and Protagonist. So that'll be later on in the episode. So two talented young artists and artists, rapper and artists and producers. So um, definitely a, a good, good, good episode, man. So, uh, but yeah, man, but for starters, for starters, man, uh, we got a little bit of some some good stuff here for you guys. So we have Kanye uh, 
genius, the documentary, man. It just keeps getting better and better. That first episode we went through last week. So we're going to take you through episode two and then episode three and just kind of give you you guys kind of our breakdown on it and how we felt about just some of the stuff that we saw, some new information that we learned about Kanye. Uh, we also have, like you said, album breakdowns. That's that's what we do each and every week. So we got a little bit of Kodak Black, Robert Glasper. We have, you know, Earth Gang. We have Conway. And then last but not least, we have one single that we want to discuss that kind of really rule hip-hop Twitter and just a lot of things that was talked about as far as Slaughterhouse. So Crooked Eye, Joel Ortiz, they're promoting a new project kind of really killing off Slaughterhouse after 10 years of just these guys being apart. So got a lot, lot to talk about, man. A lot of people were opinionated. Uh, Joe responded on his podcast. I listened to it yesterday. So a lot, a lot of different things to kind of talk about this week. So, you know, so it's all hip hop week, not too much sports. NBA just started back up after the all-star break. So definitely look forward to giving you guys more NBA content as, as time moves along. So, but yeah, man, that that's really it. That's the show. So if that's something that y'all interested in, stick around, stick around. I really want to touch on that Joe Button portion that you mentioned on there, like how he feels. Like, man, it's a lot of, a lot of burnt bridges in his like past. If you just look at it, man, like everywhere he goes, he just kind of just. But we'll get. We'll, I wait for that segment. Y'all wait for that segment. Let's start off like uh like we had to do the past or this three weeks in a row now. Uh, Kanye. Genius. Yeah, I chalked, chalked it up, Chris. That's something this we just gonna do because the documentary. I don't think it's gonna get bad at all. So. If it makes me appreciate how I felt, you know, to to liking his music and, and just really, because that's a part of our, yeah, that's a part of our lives. You know what I mean? Like as far as the producing, just some of the songs that he made, we still play to this day. And no matter how much how you feel about him in current day, you know what I mean? He just he made some some really dope jams, man, and it can't be denied. So, uh, episode two takes us along, and it and it chronicles the making of, you know, college dropout and then his ascension into getting the Grammy. So, Perez, take it away, man. How, how do you feel about episode two? Man, uh, so we got a little bit more of that strong personality of Kanye, but w- which was very evident in his, uh, you know, early music, the asshole uh, nature of his, the overconfident asshole, you know what I mean? That, that was very evident from the onset of Kanye. But, we got to see a lot more of that attitude to come out a little bit more as he's slowly starting to make his ascension. And like, he's actually, you know, people starting to respect his music and kind of put on beyond like, uh, just, uh, most deaths and, uh, and the Talib Kweli's, everybody's kind of giving him his flowers a little bit, you know, and saying like, Hey, this is the next thing got, that's kind of what we seen on this version of the doc. Uh, you know, also seen the, the, the continued struggle of him, having to put this out like how he had to do it how it had to be a lot of his money how it had to be a lot of um other like-minded people who had a little faith in him like uh jamie fox you know letting him record at his stu- home studio and getting that done that slow jams you know classic uh uh him uh getting you know, studio time well, from pharrell st- yeah, I mean, happen to work, happen to deal with the dentist, you know, knowing how, you know, even though he had that accident, if he didn't get back out there, if he allowed any time in between where he was going, his ascension, you know, if he gave it any time to rest, like how that could affect his career, he had to keep it going. So, I mean, that's, that's fighting through something. I mean, like 
you trying to say it's probably just his job, man, but like you seen the pain and stuff that he was in, the car accident that could have took his life and, you know, just not sitting still, not not trying to waste the moment. You know, you got that momentum. You don't want to lose it. So uh, that drive that he got, you know what I mean? That, that's a lot could be said for that. You know what I mean? Like, uh, uh, that's that's akin to like I would say the same thing with a, with a Kobe uh, or Michael Jordan that that relentless drive that they have just to keep going and pushing past and thing with Kobe it was his ankle you know trying to push that that recovery time going to find the best docs that can help him out you know the same way with Kanye you know whatever can get his situation continually moving in that right direction he was he was down for it even if it was going to cause him several years of continual pain with his jaw and stuff like this, just to get these words and get, get where he need, thought he needed to be. So uh, gain a lot more appreciation for him on that side. Uh, gain. I mean, he, he had warned me over back then, you know, it's just this actions since uh, life is Pablo and all this other things. Cause I, I was talking with my sister, like some things I appreciate that Kanye did, you know, I, I like the sway. You ain't got the answers. I like the, uh, the uh George Bush. The George Bush uh don't care about black people. But then when he kind of like flip it and you know he lose a lot of that equity that the he built up with him when he yeah. ran the MAGA hat and he's going there basically grogging at the feet of uh uh Donald Trump uh, or that's that's kind of kind of seen, you know what I mean? Like I, I had higher esteem for you to sit there and just you know kind of ask these things or go on that type of train when you had your own momentum. Um and then uh you know, also with the slavery was a choice, those type of words and then his political campaign and stuff like that. That's not I wasn't brought into all that. And then not to include <laughs> his last two albums, which are very Kirk Franklin ish to me. And I, that's not what I'm buying into neither. Like, yeah, I, I can take it sprinkled in on these other songs. I don't want a whole album of Kirk Franklin type music. I ha I didn't like Jesus King. I did not like Dunda. Uh, I think that's very evident from like the songs. I made mean, like a song here or two out of it, but overall, I don't haven't. I do not like those projects, and they, I don't go back to them. That brings me on. I I let you finish up the doc, and that'll bring us on to the next little portion that also released this week from Kanye. But uh, go ahead and speak on the doc on your part first. Yeah, from you know my perspective, it was like you know one of the things that I got from the second episode is just about any means necessary attack and approach to getting that album out, you know what I mean? Like you alluded to as far as just not going through with a surgery that you probably should have gotten, you know what I mean? As far as just long-term effects and just really putting your career first and banking on yourself in terms of just getting it out there. And then also it just kept on taking, it just kept taking Rockefeller so damn long to finally just fully, fully show him love. Like he had to get interviews with MTV he had to uh, shoot his own video with the money out of his pocket. And then the, it was kind of awkward too. You know what I'm saying? Like you had to play that political game. And I think we all play uh, a little bit of a political game when we're trying to get on or we're trying to ascend in whatever we're doing in life. You know what I mean? You know, case in point, you know, you have a boss that may not see the light in you and you may be out working all your peers, but certain people get the highlighted you know, for certain things. And then, but you're the, the anchor, you're the, the, the foothold and why things are sounding the way they are, you know, PD crack songs, other songs he gave to other people on Rockefeller, which I love Rockefeller, but some of them just don't hold a torch to this day to what Kanye brought to the table as a whole and just bridging the gap between the streets and, and the guys like us that are not from the streets. You know what I mean? Like, well, 
I won't say from the streets, but just like you're not that type of street rapper and you like the music. You just, he was being him and saying things that were painfully honest. So I like how they captured all of that. You know what I mean? Like he says, you know, bumming studio time, man. Like this is Kanye West. At that time, we thinking like, yay, couldn't miss production wise. Why is he borrowing studio time? Why? You know what I mean? Like, it was a lot of money, $30,000, you know, for that video. Looking back at that video now, Prez, 30000 for Through the Wire? Yeah. Ins- insane, insane the amount of money that the music industry was making and it and it took to make something like that. Like today, that that wouldn't cost nowhere near that, you know, in terms <laughs> of just the creativity um, yeah. with it, which it was creative for that time. But, you know, fast forward 20 years later, like there's technology to do it, but it just goes to show you, man, that you got to persevere and, and push through no matter what you, your um, your limitations are. You know what I mean? We we have an artist coming on later on in the podcast, Black Chidori. He records off his iPhone. You know what I'm saying? And it ain't it ain't whack. It ain't shitty. It ain't what you think. You know what I mean? So it just tying in those two things together. It's like, man, you you just got to find a way no matter what. All the doors can close. You just got to stick your foot. In the crack of the door until somebody opens it up. And, you know, how about how about Prez when he um, you know, closed mouths don't get fed. That's another lesson I got. You I was just I mean? about to hit on that. So when Jay said closed mouth, like I'm glad you said something because uh if you wouldn't have been on that, closed mouths don't get fed. But on the same little point, I like I, later on in that documentary where he's sitting there and he's doing the uh the 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 what is it the well, he's releasing the the. I'm trying to say. Well, he was releasing the the video. You know okay, what I mean? Yeah, Where he was yeah. doing through the wire. You know what I mean? Where he was doing the release party. That's what I was trying to think of. Could think of the name. The release party. Uh, and you know he's giving his little intro and like everything that went into this. How long it took? And you know, in slowly in comes uh, Dang Dash. Did not. Did not change his tone, did not bite his tongue, continued to say everything that he put into it and what he had to do. You know what I mean? Like sometimes, like, hey, you, you can't get your balls up in there. Like, that's that what you're doing, talking up yourself. You better continue on because they probably need to hear that sometimes to, like, man, we kind of been neglecting this. Because right then, if he had kept his mouth closed at that little point in time, too, who knows? Do they go ahead and push that additional effort into it? Well, nah, he getting it. He, he's fine with it. He paid his money, man. He, he's going to make it on his own. Not hearing that anguish and that, that uh, you know, that you that you have towards, like, having to use your own funds to continually, like, trying to stay relevant. Right. And that's, and, and that was clearly the label's job. And, you know, but that, that goes uh, to a bigger point outside of Kanye up until now in the music industry. You make yourself hot as the artist to the artists out there that's doing their thing. You got to invest in yourself and you got to start somewhere. That's, that's two key points I took from um, the second episode of this documentary is like, you got to find a way to record top notch shit or just something to get your shit out there and, and make it tolerable, listenable to the ears and promote, promote, promote and promote yourself. That man never stopped promoting himself. And then, you know, he was working at MTV angle for months or, you know, a year, I guess a year or two, with that time span of trying to get on MTV. Then he started getting on interviews and then he did a joint interview. Who did he do the joint interview with on the documentary? It escapes my mind. Um, oh, Puff Daddy. Right now. With Puff, Puff. Yeah, with, with Puff Daddy. 
at the time. Um, you weasel your way into that. You do your 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 um video for through the wire. That goes crazy. So that just makes Rockefeller have to pay attention because none of the rest of the artists were getting those type of looks without the label. They were waiting on a label to get them looks. So you see the difference between the two, you know what I mean? Like, so he's not only a genius, but he was a hard worker, you know, you know, that's when talent meets time and, and, and perseverance, all of that is wrapped into Kanye. And I think that's what made us love him in the beginning, but knowing this backstory now, just super dope, super dope. I, can't wait for uh, episode three. It seems like they're going to have a lot of stuff jam packed into there as they, you know, flash through so many different things that happened with Kanye since college dropout. So yeah, ho- hopefully they don't go too fast and just rush through it. And hopefully it's a, it's a decent amount of time, an hour, hour and a half. But, you know, I don't know, man. I know he has a ton of footage, man. So I'm, I'm hoping for the best. <laughs> they got they got they got to you, you speed through. It. They need to speed through this next part because there's a lot of. A lot of stuff that go down on this next one. If I mean, from us knowing his career, living through it, you know what I mean? He had a lot of down moments where he just doing just some fucked up shit. You know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> they probably fact. need to like, don't let that sit too too fresh on our mind. Just be through it and then just get to him just like coming out of this little cloud or funk. You know what I mean? To keep the, the goodwill they kind of built up on these first two episodes and keep him in a good light. The director, man, I mean, bruh. I don't know. He need to hire you as his uh uh what's the, what's the person that that uh you know worry about the image the person the image you know uh, publicist because like, like yeah his publicist yeah that's what I was trying to think yeah his publicist he need to be his publicist because like man he didn't kind of clean you know probably not cleaned all the way up but he done painted a few walls of, of uh you know totally different for me now for Kanye you know what I mean hey. I'm, I'm going up here like, oh. <laughs> This look pretty nice. <laughs> yeah, 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 man. Yeah, for sure, man. It just bring it back to nostalgia, man, for why you like them and, and you know, just, you know, what he's going through and everything right now. That's well chronicled, and we won't really get into that. But, you know, again, this, as this podcast, as we always say, man, we are about the music, and unless you do something, like, totally egregious, you know, things that happen in your personal life and stuff like that, you know, we'll talk about it from time to time if it if it warrants it, but we, we generally try to stay out of getting in deep into the personal life. But when you like yeah, what you all, like, we man, all got, we all make mistakes. We all go through things. You know what I mean? They just stars. They, they should have sent a, is out there a lot more. They on social media a lot more than I am. So hey, you won't see all my flaws, but uh, let's get into the new music that he kind of dropped this week uh, where he had the Donda two yeah, come man. out stem player exclusive. Like we said, some kind of way is going to fall to us. We're going to hear this music. Uh, didn't get, actually get the, the the actual tracks, but we got the YouTube video and his performance. That was all out there. So I watched that to go through the songs. Uh, I don't know whoever was the guy in that comments, but they kind of put the timestamps on there. I appreciate that person up there when I was going through it because I just jumped to the, the newer songs and the songs that are supposed to be on the album. So uh, not going to lie, Cash. Feeling some of this music. I like the Migos. I like the the Soldier Boy on here. So oh, uh, he, he went in a different way. He went a different direction. I don't know if he he cuts in my and edited like he did did on Dunda Dunda first Dunda with no cursing and all this little stuff. Like now Dunda two, it seems like he letting the the artists be there be themselves. So uh, and you know mm. just put out the music. So I appreciate that. And if that was the track that. He had from Soldier Boy that he said was trash. I, I'm not seeing it. unless he 
they went back and redid some things. Prez, I may or may not have down to two, the MP3s or the wave files. I may or may not have, but I, I say all that to say this. <laughs> a lot of music came out this week. I've yet to listen to down to two or watch. I watched clips and, and, and caught that, but I haven't got a chance to grasp it yet. So, you know, but there, there, there'll be time. So I'm just, just waiting, waiting for the right time to, to digest it. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, but yeah, man, I'm, I'm excited, man. For the most part, I heard it was like some of it sound unfinished and, and stuff like that. And that's what people kind of were speaking to. But before we leave, I, I'm start, I don't know whether he's winning me over with these type of things or what. But I'm I'm a person that likes to listen to rough drafts. Um, we've I've, I think we've always been those type of people with listening to mixtapes and the rough versions from DJ Clue to to Kid Capri to anybody you know uh, Envy, just Clay Slay that had just raw versions of songs before we actually heard the song in its entirety on the album. Like we loved, yeah, we've loved rough versions of songs well before. We ever heard it on an album and almost to the point where in many cases, like, why'd you change it up? We liked it the yeah. way it was. You know what I mean? So he's reintroducing that to me and I am slowly pressed. I'm slowly being okay with hearing unfinished work. And then as it progresses, yeah. it becomes finished I mean, in. Cause I mean, constructing music and listening to other artists, music, other artists send me stuff like, Hey, what you think about this? What you think about that? I can understand where they're going with it. I know this isn't a finished product. I know some people like to just receive it, finalize, deal with it. But from my perspective and and kind of what I'm doing, I'm I'm cool with it. I'm I'm warming up to it. If if we didn't get the full unfinished versions, we would never know about uh, the Lauren Hill version of All Falls Down versus the Selena Johnson Johnson version. On which version do you prefer? You even brought up something I didn't say. He's been doing this forever. You know, he's like I said, he's been he's been doing these type of things forever, giving us rough versions, and then whatever comes out on the album comes out on the album. So, and I still have the Long Hill version uh, somewhere buried deep in the archive somewhere. But uh, but yeah, man. So I'm warming up to it. I'm warming up to it. I, I wasn't always I wasn't always this way, but but get back into music and interviewing these artists and just kind of you know just playing that background role and getting some of these tracks early. I'm, I'm, I'm cool. I'm, I'm all right. I, I, I just say that. I, I just say that. So may, may listen to it this week. I may or may not have it. Like I said, you know what I mean? But uh, I'll, I'll give my, you pay $200 for the stem player. That's what I, that's what I'm hearing. <sighs> man. Uh, you know, another, <laughs> another news, man. We'll, we'll, let, let's, let's move on to the next segment. Let's move on to the next segment. What we got next, right. man. Uh, so let's talk about the the singles, man. Let's talk about the singles that you talk about, and I think let's let's start with the uh, Joel Ortiz and uh, and King Crook. All right, man. I'll start. I'll start this off here, man. Okay. What's the name of the song? And go ahead and what you thought of the track. For sure. So the name of the song is "Vacancy." It's by Joel Ortiz and King Crooked. It is what. Is to be the the end of Slaughterhouse from all accounts from the video uh, that they dropped on YouTube. That's well over a million views at this point. So it just shows me that a lot of people are still invested in Slaughterhouse. I didn't think I didn't think that was a thing. You know what I'm saying? I thought you know it was like a hip hop Twitter type thing. I thought it was like an underground type thing. But no, no people 
really love this group as far as just people who love lyrics and and just getting straight after it no no filler no nothing like that so uh, as i'm hearing it man i'm i'm excited to hear new king crooked and joel ortiz but i'm not i don't i'm not excited and why and why it's come about and why after 10 years are you guys finally doing this and you know what i mean like it wasn't anything disrespectful to me but at the same time i'm like why like i don't even want this i i, I I mean, I like their previous projects they dropped and where they really dropped hints or said stuff about Slaughterhouse here and there. But I don't think as a fan, I needed closure. Maybe it's just for them. You know what I mean? But I just, something about it don't feel right, man. Something about it just don't feel right. So vacancy is hard, though. It's it's, it's hard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's hard. I mean, should have been on their last album, hard. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah. I, I like the track and it definitely brought up some things. And I mean, uh, I understand I, from the track, I can gather it's probably ain't going to happen. But I did have to question like one thing though, like in every other aspect of movies, TV shows, even some albums, they do like GoFundMe. Why we ain't got like that in like hip hop? Like why are they waiting on the, the industry? Why they can't just like, you know what? If y'all really want it, here you go. We need, 150,000. You know what I mean? If y'all can get us this money, we'll release the new thing and then we'll make the money off the streams and continue after that. But if the fans want it, here's your chance to support. Who knows what might happen? Who knows what? Like, why Why do they still have to, like, still force the studios into it? I, I, I think we passed that point. And, like, it's, it's ways to get this out if y'all really wanted to. Unless, like, it's something that I'm not catching on the back end where the industry, if you go do this, the industry is going to be like, well, you ain't getting these producer or you ain't getting this right here, even if you got the money. I don't think it, I don't think it is. Shit, I don't, but, I don't know the complexity of their contract or just their, their, their um IP as it relates to uh, the ownership in Slaughterhouse. I know it's split 25% across. We don't need yeah, the, so. the name is the name, you know what I mean? But we care about what the artist. You you can just say, uh, do like an LSG or something like that. You know what I mean? Just put y'all initials at the front and then we know exactly what it is. You ain't got to call yeah. it that. So one of, one of the things though, Prez, is like, of, of course they say the, the holdup has been um, Joe. You know, he said he's retired. He said he's not rapping again. So, but he said that several years ago and, and hasn't Every rapped. rapper say that. Yeah, but I mean, he's hasn't come back for since he dropped his last project several years ago, and I, I'm a big fan of all of them individually and collectively. So it's been almost six, seven years since he stopped rapping for good. Maybe five years, I want to say, roughly, without looking at anything. So if he's not coming back, I don't understand why you know Crooked and and Joel and Royson dropped something. You know what I mean? So it's it's something. It's something deeper there, man. It's something deeper there. It may be something legal. Um, Joe, Joe, Joe was really tight lipped on the podcast this past week as far as just not really speaking on it. And his uh, co-host, Ice and Ish, they kind of persuaded him to just take the high road and not necessarily dive deep into the inner workings of why and and just you know further doing any What's more his damage. Names? Ice and Ish. Oh man, that tells you I haven't watched since uh, Marlon since the Rory breakup. Or, yeah, Marlon Rory left. Like I have not watched or listened. Yeah, My yeah. Bad. I, 
Big, big fan, man. I'm a big fan of it. I'm a big fan of how they, they do their thing and business-wise and just how they run the podcast and just, like, cool shit that they do. So I'm I'm a student of the game, so I, I still watch. But I actually enjoy it. It's, it's a, a podcast I enjoy. But, like like I said, man, he really wasn't – he really wasn't – he didn't go in, and I think that's what people expected him to do. Like, oh, Joe going to just Joe and talk and, and do all these different, you know, type of things. But it was the exact opposite. And I think it's because he expressed that he was hurt heard about the song so you know i'm just i can only imagine man like i wouldn't want to da- like if i call somebody my brothers you know you and several other cats that that we know and this type of thing happened for me it would be like a clown show i would be looking at you like a clown press like honestly because i don't want to come back and talk shit to you about you in the media like you my man like it's did they talk they, i don't think they talk shit about him no, 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 they no. Just, I'm just exactly. the whole the whole rollout, burning your merch, the death of slaughter. You know what I mean? Like that that whole thing. Like that's something that they all created. So mm-hmm. just shit like that. Not a, in a disrespectful tone, but just like, why? After 10 years, like if we all can't agree to disagree and this is never to be as far as another project, then why can't everybody go about their own their own business? You know what I'm saying? And I think, you know, a lot of a lot of things been said, man. People blame Joe for it, for fucking things up everywhere he goes. People, um, you know, are inquisitive about Royce. Royce dropped a few tweets as well, you know, where he said a few choice choice words. Kind of what I'm saying as to the why. Like, this is kind of a clown show. Well, I, I, I think it, like, allow me to... This is yeah, you the outside looking in. So, what's your perspective? Outside looking in. The music, the love of the music is what got them there, right? So uh, no matter what, like so those, it seemed like a core of them still love the music and love creating. They can't get past that little portion where I seen Joe and Branched Off got his other little streams of income and like music ain't in that same spot where it has to be, where it probably still is for them. You know what I mean? Like he still loved to listen, but like that creative portion may not all be all in there and he don't want to get back in the booth if it's not all all there you know what i mean but the other two that love is like so deep as like you like you'd heard in so many of those like songs you know hip hop and like when they when they rapping about how hip hop you know is the the major force in their life you know that they probably can't look past that like man i know you say this but this is music this is you you going to come back for the music right and it's like nah i'm i'm done so i think it I think that's the kind of the the inner fight and I would see at their little time frame in, in their points in life where outside looking in, how I'm looking at it, like that could be like the the friction part, you know? Where but you gotta be honest like, about that too, right? Would you yeah. would you say that if if me and you had an honest talk and, and we were in that situation, if you were Joe and you were like, yo, I'm not gonna rap no more. I'm 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 over it, man. I don't even wanna come back. That's not where I'm at right now. I'm this is what I'm doing. And regardless of how they broke up, now, would you say the other party needs to say, yo, this is how I eat, man. Like, I rap. I love the rap. Like, you may be gone, but I, how do we, how do they work it out? Do they ever no, say those things? I don't even think it's like that. I, I don't think it's like, because I think they're at a point now that they're both, like, all comfortable. They, gonna, they, they know where they stand. They know where they can get like this. But it's just, if, if today, me and you broke up on this little podcast or whatever, right? 
I'm gonna give you about six months, then I'm probably pester you a little bit, you know, and saying saying you the one who walked, I'm pester you a little bit because I'm like, nah, man, we 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 had a love for this, we wanted to do this, you know what I mean? I don't believe that you just don't want to do it no more. You probably just need a little time off. That's probably how they came into it, you know what I mean? Like, and then two years from now, cash. Look at remember this, remember we did this, man. Come on, man, let's 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 get back in it, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's kind of how it is. It's like. I know you said this, but I just don't quite believe it. I know you, you know? <laughs> yeah. Man, I, I, I love to be. And I don't think they got what they, they was expecting some huge accolades on the end of that. And they didn't kind of get it initially. The albums didn't sell like they wanted it to, even with the label push and the, the backing that they had. So they, but the fans are obviously there. People do like it. So, right. So they're trying to find that, that equal little middle ground. Like, well, where where was it? Come on, let's try one more time and let's see how how it goes off. Just yeah, you just want to know. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, man. It's all over the place, man. I like I said, man. I don't I don't know how to feel about it. I I, I like all all parties, man. I don't know who's to blame without really truly being um, you know, in their shoes, man. Like in nobody. And if you're watching this, if you're listening to this, and you you fans of all of those guys' music or the group as a collective, like there's nothing you could say because. Joe said how he felt long time ago, right? When he was talking about M and all that on the podcast and that made all its ways uh, where he was kind of doing that. Him and Royce talked about it behind the scenes, you know? So it's always an understanding they have, but it's, it's, you know, you never know where everybody's at or whether everything was expressed in certain conversations or, you know, even if things are expressed, they're taken a different way. You know what I mean? So it's, just never know, man, without being in their shoes. So I can't lean e- either way. I just, I always hope that my favorite artists and, and the guys that don't typically do these type of things or the breakups or public disputes. I mean, Joe with the podcast or just Slaughterhouse. I like that these guys typically just go away and, and it's no extra shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, we can handle the shit behind the scenes. And I wish that this this whole thing is, wasn't even a rollout, man. I wish they, they was rolling it out as just me and Joel is making another album, but obviously there may be motive for why they're rolling it out this way. That We'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll see. see, man. But either music. way, I'm here for the music. I'm here, I'm for, here for the music. I'm here to, to get, you know, their take on things lyrically. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, like you said, man, express it in music. If you're going through shit, express it in music and and I think that these guys are top tier lyricists that are more than capable than articulating how they feel finally for the masses to hear and and hopefully as fans we we get something from it you know what I mean not sure this would be the way I go about it but it is what it is man I I can't judge nobody for how they want to display their art as a group they all check the boxes they all check the boxes show for show sure, man so y'all go check out vacancy man uh let, let us know man as you can tell but we it's near and dear to our heart man it's like we almost know these dudes <laughs> man so so all right man let's uh let's move on to some albums man we got we got four or five joints man um you know I, I, at first man i just want to mention some albums uh so we got eddie kane wonderful world of kano that came out so you guys go uh support eddie kane it's eddie with a k-a-i-n-e go look at our previous episode we had interviewing him with his previous project with big ghosts so a tree grows in brooklyn yeah so yeah 
this is this is a dope project. Um, you know what I mean. So shout out to my man CD Inc. He did the cover art and all that, man. So uh, out of UK, dope dope shit. And um, and also, man, we got Jimmy Jimmy Luciano. He dropped something a couple weeks ago. So y'all go check out his project. What, what's the name of it, Prez? I'm, I'm I don't have it right in front of me, but uh, we'll look it. I'll look it up anyway. So he he dropped something as well. So that's just some of the indie artists that I'm that I'm checking for. I think I got one more. I know I'm going off script a little bit, but I do want to mention some of the stuff and that got, I have. We got Black Chidori that dropped, and like we got the interview on the tail end of this. You know, dropped uh, White Melody. So yep, yep. Uh, Dope Sean, Lil Derek, Wintertime in the Bay. That's another indie artist. Our man, um, our man, uh, sincere, not sincere. My man Marquise, he dropped uh, dropped an interview with Maine, the Medicine. He has a project called Son of Alice. So so far that that kind of sounded uh, dope. And then um, you know as far as somebody that you guys all should know, uh, we're not gonna cover it this week, but eventually we might get to it if it's if it's dope. It's Ace Hood with Mind. Um, so those those are some of the joints that came out under the radar. Just wanted to put that out there, man, because you know we can't cover everything but uh but we do acknowledge dope shit when it comes out so speaking about not covering everything i'm gonna let the first album i want to get your review because i didn't get to finish listening to it because i had a family day yesterday was out with the kids all day yesterday so then uh didn't get able to get to this album that i wanted to but uh so the conway all right God don't make mistakes conway's debut on shady records uh bro i gotta i gotta say that uh I was skeptical about this from the very beginning. You know, Shady Records doesn't have the best track history with releasing artists that we all like that come to them, you know, kind of almost of a finished product, but then Shady will put their twist on it. I think the last album from Shady Records that I like was Boogie, and he's from the West Coast. If none of you guys have ever heard of Boogie, that's the last time I heard a Shady Records release that I thoroughly enjoyed. If I'm if I'm missing one, y'all let me know. I'm tripping in the comments. But so, you know, leading on to this Conway the Machine, uh, didn't didn't know what to expect from it. I get into it, man, and um, I gotta say, Press, honestly, the first first time I listened to it, it was probably the first three to four songs or or half of it to where I was like, damn, this sounds like you know, that polished look that you never really want from an artist that you that you rock with. And I go back and forth with it because I like the underground sound, but I also like when guys are leveling up and you gotta, you gotta allow an artist to to level up. So if they're working with different producers, a hit boy or, or bink, you know what I mean? Who can do that core, that core essence of hip hop, the boom bat types type stuff that Derringer and Alchemist and, and those guys are known for. While I was cool with that, I was like, ah, this sounds polished. You know, Rick Ross, you got Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne had a, a verse on it that kind of threw me for a little bit. T.I. came with it. Ross did what Ross did. Beanie Siegel sounded really good on there, even despite, you know, his the voice and, and the things that, that Beans has gone through and why he probably hasn't dropped music in quite some time. But, like, you know, I understand. Conway's our age. I understand why he went for those features because those are probably the guys that he listened to like us coming up and, and, and rock with. So I, I can understand why he would spar with them and why Shady would want him to kind of reach out and, and do those different type of things. So 
with that said, that's the first listen. First listen, first half, I'm like, ah, nah, I'm not with it. I'm not with it. But when you like, when you like an artist, when you rock with them and you, you've been from the time they started releasing mixtapes when nobody heard about them to the time now, you give them the benefit of the doubt and you keep on listening. You act like a listener who just paid $20 for that CD back in the day to where I'm going, oh no, I'm going to give this a shot. <laughs> you know, you kind of get back in that, yeah. to that mode. You know what I mean? So that's, that's exactly what I did. And of course, man, I'm listening to it at work. When you listen to it in certain settings, like sometimes, you know, you should know better, but yeah, you're excited. And the only way you can listen to the new Conway in some in certain instances is you wake up, you're on your way to work. You know, you may be on the train if you live on the city. You may be at your desk. That ain't the true experience. And you you just, some albums catch you if you, you know, you're not that busy at work where you got time to, to lock in, but you can't. So I didn't. So I think that's what that, that that's where that came from. Moving on to the second half of the album. So much pain. So much, uh, so much emotion. Him even tapping into a lot more of just you know songs where he talked about losing his child, uh, songs where he just you know really detailed getting shot. Like he's mentioned it before in a lot of different projects, but like this is the time you know, especially um the the title track "God Don't Make Mistakes." Like the end, like the way he ended that joint off, it was reminiscent of like a Beanie Siegel's die from from the first Beanie Seagull albums to where it died and change, change, can't, I can't repeat it, but y'all know what I'm talking about. If y'all listen to Beanie Seagull and y'all fans, Die was the very last track of his first album, The Truth, and it just ends off, you know, really, really beautifully in terms of just like giving you something to want more, more to. Um, but, you know, one of the tracks that I liked a lot, I won't not say one of the tracks, but one of the tracks that stood out uh, and I wanted to get this right was the joint with Jill Scott Press. And since you haven't gotten to it, Jill Scott spit a 16. And when I say spit a 16 is raw, raw. She talking about pussies. Like like she, (laughs) she went in, like she went in and sang on it. I I don't, I don't remember the last time I heard Jill Scott spit a 16 or if I've ever heard Jill Scott spit a 16, but boy, she went, she went in, man. And um, that's a, that's the gym off the album. Just, how it caught me off guard. You know what I'm saying? So Jill Scott, um, so he got a uh, production from Bink, Derringer, Alchemist, Justice League. And at my third listen, I walked back my stance on what I said initially when I first opened up. It's good. It's good. It's just you being you and, and you expected something great and then, Brought back to reality, then listening, and then you kind of settle in to where <laughs> where you give the honest opinion. And that's kind of where it went for me. It went all over the place, and then I settled in. And this is a solid, solid body of work. I'm not going to give you the mics or anything like that um, because two days, two days out. But this definitely is something I'm going to sit with and continue to rock with. I think he nailed it in terms of emotion, in terms of being vulnerable. I think he nailed it in terms of just going forward the vets and, and standing toe to toe with the vets. So my favorite songs off of it are guilty. Um, as, if y'all don't know, I'm a big fan of Bink's production stressed that that's one of them dope songs. Lock load with Beanie Siegel. As y'all know, Beanie in my, my top five, damn what you say. And um, so much more, so much more. And of, of course you got the songs with Benny and, and Westside, uh, you know, so 
yeah, man, that that's my assessment, man. Go check it out. Really dope, dope project. Um, debut. So so go support them, man. Go support them, man. I hate when we, when underground artists don't do exactly what certain fans do. They they turn their backs on them, and the first ones to say trash or this ain't it and and all that. And I venture to say, you know, that's funny too. You know, when you first you do those type of things, but you don't buy the album and support the artists so that they can continue to ascend. But that's neither here nor there. I think they, you know, but we're all hypocritical fans. It is what it is. Great project. God don't make mistakes. Conway the Machine. It's fire. Boogie. You said you was naming shady artists who last ones like to see put out something good. Boogie. Yeah, I said Boogie. Oh, you did? Yeah, I did. I don't think you did. But I did. I did. I said the last one. It'll come back in the tape. It'll come back in the tape. <laughs> yeah, I, oh, I mentioned Boogie. Boogie. I like that Boogie album. I, I, I haven't forgot that joint. So for yeah. sure. But yeah, that's that's my take on Conway the Machines. God don't make mistakes. Y'all go check it out. Sit with it. Don't give it one listen and just go off on wild takes. But you can do what you want. But I, I grew to like it after my third listen. And I'm probably going to continue to listen to it because there's just too many dope tracks on it to just toss it aside it's not one of those albums so yeah man that's what i got all right i'm gonna go to uh my first listen of the week uh my first would listen was uh kodak black kodak uh, black dropped his album what's the, what's the name of the project yeah, uh name of the project is back for everything uh and i mean at this point yeah if you if you're a kodak fan you you kind of know how you're gonna do you got a sing song like mel- melody type flow uh that he kind of intertwines in it uh just talking real shit real life shit stuff that goes on so um like several songs on here ones that i think like the most stand out for me sink my ship and hidden houses uh but also like i wish uh uh what was another one uh you sing you sing boo uh just i like this it's a vibe you saying boo is is dope man (laughs) it's dope yeah yeah, it's it's a vibe, man. Like he like you say, he's gonna have that that melody that kind of flows all the way through everything. And uh I've been liking uh Kodak Black music for a minute. This did nothing to deter me. I know some people probably it ain't their taste, whatever, like what you like. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't feel you on that. Like this right here, man. Uh yeah, uh Kodak, glad he came back, like glad he out of jail, glad. Had me kind of worried on the past couple of releases they had. I ain't gonna lie, a couple of those like he had like a track here there, but then the rest of the EPs was in eh, kind of eh, for me. Uh, but this right here, when he came for the album, kind of put it all together. So uh, yeah, back for everything, man. Uh, those songs, I, this this been on. I'd have played it several times, especially those those singles that I kind of like uh, pointed out. Like those kind of just immediately just being on repeat but right after here gotta hear him again type of deal so uh yeah <laughs> yeah i only only got through i got through most of it um but not not the whole thing yet but i, I was just working out this morning so of course that's that's the time i'm gonna throw i'm gonna throw in a cold mm-hmm. black of course you know what i mean but yo man he got some joints on here man that go man uh well i got purple stamp i like that joint smackers i like i like that joint mm-hmm. as well um sink my ship is one of the yeah, yeah, that's one you have, have Kodak really kind of getting into his uh introspective bag or whatever, but still talking shit. When you talking about the girls like jumping them like red and blue. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he come out, he come out the gate with that. So like, you know, but one thing I did notice, man, from the last time I really sat down, um, you know, and listened to a Kodak project, 
he's getting better at rapping. Yeah. Like, I, I could tell he, he he's gotten better. It's probably been, I think I listened to the last, not the last project, but the project before that. I listened to the project before that. And I remember, okay, this, I'm not mad at it. You know what I'm saying? Like people think that we, we don't listen to this type of stuff. Like we oh. slash, we do. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? But, uh, but yeah, man, Usain Boo is another, um, one that I liked off the the project as well. So this this might gym rotation certified. For sure. Hidden houses was like D track. It's like D track for me on this one though. Oh, then I, I definitely didn't. I don't know if I got got to that yet, or maybe I just you know was hitting hitting the gym and doing my thing, and, and it just because I wasn't watching the track list. I was just listening, and then mm-hmm. the ones that really stood out to me. Then I was like, oh, let me go check and see what this is. You know what I mean? That's playing, so I could remember to to speak on it. But but again, man. I'm not mad at Kodak, man. I'm not not mad at it at all. Not at all. Like I not said, man, it's some it's some good music that's coming out this year, man. And I'm 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 enjoying this year, man. All right. And then uh then we had uh Earth Gang, Ghetto Gods. Go ahead, so, man. Get, you get know, to it, man. We, we we big Earth Gang fans, and uh so uh everything they kind of put out is 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 testing the waters on something a little bit different, a little bit a little bit of what they're going through. Uh, I really like the single A Man that came out. Like, so that already had me kind of locked in. I was like, I don't need to hear nothing else. Like once the album drop, I'm kind of, I'm kind of sold on this. I, I think it is kind of a shift or a vibe in how they did it. I think it was more, more in line with Spillaging. Like when it was on that, you know, that type of vibe of a full album. And, but it's not like anything else that you're really hearing. I mean, I'm, I'm comparing it to something else. They was a part of a group that did. You know what I mean? <laughs> they, uh, it's, it's, it's their uniqueness that kind of drives me to their music and how they continue to kind of push even those limits to where they go. So uh, really, really feeling the album. Like it. Um, we'll definitely be on constant little playthrough uh, going throughout the year. Uh, like you were saying on the Conway Initially, it didn't get you. This ain't one of those albums. Initially, like it, it, it drug me, and I, I, I liked it from the jump. And so, I know that can only play well for going down the stretch when I'm comparing it to other albums when we're going throughout the year. And I can't wait to actually get back into this week where I got more listening because I mean, only two days kind of sit with me. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to listen to it the rest of the week. Yeah, man. Like, like I said, man, we can't complain when a lot of artists are dropping, especially a lot of artists that are um, doing great work. So it was a really, really busy week in terms of just artists that we actually check for and, and rock well. But this, this Earth Gang ghetto guys, man, it, like you said, Press, it smack you right in the face, right out the gate in terms of just um the production, the skits, and everything. Like it's just they're just really talented, man, and um they can rap. They can put bars together. They can put melodies together. The bridges are right. Like it, it's, you know, it's really just preference at this point. You know what I mean? Either you like it or not, but you can't say that they're not doing some unique shit with how they're, they're bringing it together. Like they don't just talk about turn up shit. They don't just talk about weird shit. You know what I mean? Like they're very, I mean, I think they do it on all levels in terms of just what they can give to you. They give you, they got a, you know, smoking joint on there. They got some, some um some um re- relatable joint and strong friend on there. You also you know what what's the other joint that they have on here that I I like. I want to bring it up so I don't. Did you like the one with JID and uh, J Cole? Of course, yeah, of course. So Water Boys, <laughs> um, that's yeah. fat uh, fly. Um, 
Black Pearls with Baby Tate. I don't I didn't know who Baby Tate was, but I actually nah, like that that song. Yeah, I like a lot. that one too. Yeah. Um Lie the to one, Me. The one with Future. I like the one with Future. Yeah, the one with Future. I'm I'm not mad at that. You know, I'm just Billy. you know, uh Power. Power featuring CeeLo and uh Nick Cannon. That to me was like neck and neck with um uh, with uh I would say probably strong friends. So power and strong friends were the ones that spoke to me the most in terms of just replay value, or I was like, I got something out of that. Um, but you know, me, I, I like the latter half of albums because that's when artists actually kind of let go a little bit from the stuff that grabs your attention right out the gate. That's just more so for that's palatable for everybody, but didn't they really get into they they bag? So um, yeah. It, As I listen to the album, though, I'm thinking too like great choices on the singles that they drop. I like, I think Amen and All Eyes on Me are the kind of like standout, super standout. It's like that can kind of catch everybody. Those was like perfect on here for did American for Horror Story uh, make this joint too? Yeah, yeah, it's on there. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, the singles they drop. Like yeah, man, to your point, man, it, it definitely got me prepped and excited uh, to listen. I think I believe this was the second listen that I had of the, of the weekend with a jam packed weekend. You know what I mean? Once you start going to an album twice, three times, it's like, it, it don't make room for you to really, really lock in with, a, with other uh, albums. But this one is just really one of those ones. And I, I hope that, you know, people that's not big fans of earth gang, y'all listen to this review, man. And y'all, y'all, y'all rock with it because yo, they got the jams. They got the jams, man. Like, I don't, I don't, you can't say they can't rap. You can't say they don't make good jams. You can't say they talk about stupid shit because they don't, you know, it's just Dreamville did a good job with these guys, man. So, um, yeah, I, I like what they're doing. We can go one even right. further. Every, every time we went to one of their concerts, man, it's, they, they, they had that energy for it, man. That, yeah. Yeah. They, they get, they get some old motherfuckers like us hype. You know what I'm saying? We, we out here, we up there, you know, Pumping the fist and shit, you know what I'm saying? Out of our out of body experiences and shit. So uh, <laughs> they 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 fire, man. Y'all, y'all go check out Ghetto Guys. Like I can't say enough good things about it, man. So uh, what 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 do we? You got any last things on uh, Ghetto Guys? No, 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 no. That's it. All right, man. So what else? What else we got, man? In terms of albums, we had we went through Kodak Black, we went through Earth Gang, Conway the Machine. Who is next, man? Who is next? Uh. Oh, got the uh, Robert Glasper joint on there. So, yo, press Uptown, Uptown XO, Uptown XO. Dropped he drops too. Uh, yeah, I think it was like on the twenty second. Uh, yeah, it was right around the twenty second when Donda Two was supposed to drop. Called Bumpy X with uh Sim- Simpa B. Uh, if you like, if you like his music, like I am, this this is more in line. Right along with it, good playthrough. It's in the rotation. I will continue listening at it. Uh, I come back with a more thorough review next week, but first two playthroughs, it's good. It's good, man. I, I like it. I would, I would definitely say, like I said, if you liked his last album, The Culture Over Corporate Three, like this, this right here, still uh, along those lines, and yeah, good music, good music. Yeah, yeah. All right, man. Definitely, uh, um, tap into it, man, and, and see what he's talking about since this is one of your guys. But uh, the Robert Glasper joint has the who's who. Uh, just you know, soul. You know that soul music, man. Uh, on there, man, and press for R and B purposes. Go, go ahead and get on this. Go ahead and get on this. Is this What's the name of? <laughs> uh, this is uh Robert Glasper's Black Radio Three, Black Radio Three. 
So go ahead and hop on this, man. Let me know, uh, you know, when you riding with the wife or you just with the kids, man. This is easy playthrough, and they got some jams. I was just listening to it, just vibing. Bob found myself vibing throughout the whole thing, man. So yeah, y'all go check out Robert Glass for history. I don't, I don't really nominated for a Grammy with Knife Wonder, man. Like from last year, you know what I'm saying? So he he the real real deal, real deal. So ch- check out okay. the project, man. Black Radio Three. This was one of those weekends. I was like, "Damn, my uh, parent of the year award, or or any of that." I, y'all gonna listen to some Kodak Black? We're gonna hear some. Uh, we're gonna hear some Earth Pain this week. Oh man, I was saying the same thing to myself on the ride back before I came for the pod. Like I'm like, "Damn, I'm uh just listening to Kodak right out. Just the shit he's saying. I hope it. My I hope my my youngest son don't repeat." <laughs> <laughs> hope he don't snitch on me man but he snitch on me any chance he get yeah daddy had such a such an i'm like god damn bro it's gonna come a time where, where you need me it's gonna come a time it's gonna come a time where you need me to keep a secret but yeah man so but yeah i, I think that's it man um wrapped up the albums the singles uh you know with that said man y'all, y'all stick around we we got um black chidori and protagonist coming up so yo y'all 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 stay tuned y'all stay tuned Hey, man, this week, you know, for this segment of the show, we have a really, really dope artist. He was just here a couple weeks ago with a really short EP with Patty Honcho and Blood Blicks. But this time around, he's back again. This man, this young man does not sleep. This young man records off the iPhone, and I just don't know how he gets it done, but he gets it done. He has features from people like, like Elzai. Uh, our man Jr. He has production from from Nicholas Craven, and the and the list goes on and on and on. Patty Hancho, uh, one of the one of the you know people that come to the couch often here. Uh, dang, King James, I mean Nums, our man Nums. Like the networking is, is amazing, man. But he he's back this week with another project. What's the name of the project, Perez? Let, let us let us know. Uh, white melodies, man. White white melodies, and uh. <laughs> Very interesting title, but we'll get into that when we bring them on. Uh, can you welcome Black Dory to the couch? Oh no, no, no! We it's just not black today. It's just not black today. Okay. We got a producer as well. You know, you know, we like to bring the producer in, and he's produced a lion's share of white melodies and protagonists. This is his first time on. So, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the couch for the first time, and for the second time. We got Black Jadori and Protagonist. Welcome to the show, fellas. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What's going on, fellas? How y'all feeling? Feeling blessed, man. Not peace. For sure, for sure. Hey, welcome to the show, Protagonist, man. How you doing? Not too bad, man. Not too bad. All right, all right. We got Protagonist from the UK, Black Jadori from VA. Fellas. Mm-hmm. Let us know how does this happen, man. Let's let's come right out the gate. How does this collaboration happen? Um, so it was kind of something like I've been wanting to make a whole project with protagonists because before I dropped my debut album, I was already a really big fan of his. Like I was subscribed to him on YouTube and I was watching a lot of his content off of YouTube. And I used to, you know, kick freestyles or rap off of some of those beats. 
And so eventually it came a point in time where um, we were putting together uh, Ragnarok, the Ragnarok EP. And he had the production on there that had SAS. He was the one that produced that track. And so from that point, since we already got connected then, I let him know. I was like, yo, like we, me, me and you got to like do a thing right quick. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't know what yet, but we got to make something happen. And, you know, just eventually it came the time where I started developing this idea for White Melodies. The White Melodies was already a project I released earlier, but I could get into that later. For sure. Yo, bro, how, how was it, um, you know, making this project as opposed to the first time you guys worked together? Um, well, sure, we had a lot of sort of law around it. You know, I don't think anyone really knows about this and no one really gives it appreciation, but Shuri has so much shit. Like he sent me paragraphs of law and kind of ideas. And I kind of initially there was, he kind of just took beats off my YouTube and it was just straightforward. It was the same for this too. There's a lot of beats which I made in mind for Shidori and I've messaged him when I've made them. Um, but it was sort of a lot of ideas being thrown around and stuff like that. But that's all Shidori. I didn't have any, any say in that. He, he had the ideas straight away. So I was speeding a little bit. Um, just for people who do not know you guys' music, uh, do not know you guys' production, just briefly explain, you know, kind of where you guys from and just a little bit of your, your history music-wise or what you have out there. Well, in the UK. There you go. All right, yeah. How much? Uh, yeah, I mean, you, you, can, expand, you can expand. Yeah, um, well, for the most part, it's just grime. There's very little sort of soul-infused um, hip-hop sort of stuff. I should get more in frame. There we go. It's, yeah, it's just go, primarily yeah. grime. It's just JME, it's Skepta, it's Wiley. And it's sort of going go more into drill sort of thing. It's very little sort of connected to the Americans. It sort of started like that and then drifted all the way, which, you know, you can give it its props for. But I'm way more interested in the more American side of stuff, the J, the low um, influence production. Um, but yeah, it's just very... There's not much of that, to be honest. Yeah, like I said, there's not much soul sort of thing. It's very much, I don't know how to describe it to be honest. I don't know, like sort of synth-based, more synth-based, I suppose, in terms of production. Okay. okay. Yeah, I, I've heard that a lot from uh, a lot of uh, producers abroad as far as them being more into some of the American sounds as opposed to what artists in their country are just currently doing because yeah. they're just not... Rapping off soul samples. Yeah, it's all you hear. Yeah, more of a, like a house vibe or something. Yeah, right? yeah, for sure. I mean, it's all you hear. It gets boring, to be honest. Like, everyone's listening to grime. It's all a thing on the radio. It gets boring. To be honest, it's way more interesting to produce soul, in my opinion. All right. And Black Man, for those that don't know, you know, what you do, man, just briefly, you know, break down where you're from and, and some of the projects that you have in, out in the past. Um, you know what I'm saying? My name Black Story, coming out of Williamsburg, VA. Um... I got a couple different projects out by now. You could check out my debut album, the Black Album. You could check out the deluxe version of that, which is a double album, the Black Album slash Superplex 2. You could also check out my Black Fiction album, and you can check out the deluxe to that called Black Fiction Director's Cut. I got a couple different EPs, Ragnarok EP, a collaboration EP with my brother Patty Gontro. You know what I'm saying? I also got the Holy Black Mix Volume 1. I got Off Top 1 and 2, you know, 
got a couple. I got, I got a lot of shit out. You know what I'm saying? So definitely check me out. I've been sure, putting in hey. that work. <laughs> the list is the list is long. So you yeah. guys out there that if you get into white melodies and that's your introduction and you want to check a back catalog, <laughs> he de- he definitely has one. He definitely has one. So um, hey, Prez, man, where where do you want to start start off, man? It's it's a lot we've been talking about behind the scenes as far as just questions as far as this project. I know we've only sat with it, you know, what, 24 hours at this point? Um, uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, let's just get into the naming convention uh, right off uh, jump. So White Melodies, you said there was a little story behind it. Could you uh, tell us, like, what was the meaning? And then uh, what's the, what's the, you said these come from old tracks. Give us a little bit of insight on that. So back when i was like 14 15 years old and i was still just recording music on soundcloud um i was messing with this with this younger woman or this young girl i had met and her name was melody she was she was some white girl that i had met and um you know i'm saying I forgot how it exactly came about, but somehow, some way, I got inspired to make a full project where I was rapping about all of my personal stories and experiences, both sexual and in general, with this girl, with this white girl named Melody, as well as the experiences I was having from other people in my life who knew about this girl that was in my life at the time. And it was just a little EP. I think it was around five, six tracks. And it was the White Melodies EP. It was spelled totally different, but it was a White Melodies because it's a white girl and then her name was Melody. And it was about this white girl named Melody, you know? But, um, Eventually, you know what I'm saying, flash forward to a little more recent time after I had developed Ragnarok, um, you know what I'm saying, I was at a different point in my life as well as consciously and spiritually, you know, I felt like, because the music I was making on White Melodies was very, it, it, it wasn't, it's not who I am as a Black man anymore, especially the type of shit I was saying. Um, and so I wanted to kind of redo the White Melodies project, but this time as something that's more Black Chidori now, you know? So I decided to go with the name still, White Melodies, but this time spelling it a little more normal. And the significance in the name comes from the fact that it's white producers that made it. Well, that's interesting, <laughs> bro. What, yo, when you saw the cover, because <laughs> you know, my man Black, we yeah, having them explanations for your ass, man. But uh, when you first saw the cover and the concept behind it, what what were you thinking? Because I know just now I was like, yo, this this is dope, but it's this is definitely different from your standpoint. What were you thinking when you first heard the whole concept and breakdown? I thought it was sick. I think the cover is sick. I think everything, all the should, all the covers that Shadori does. He always sends me, he sent me a little when we were talking about graphic design and he just, he kills it. I think it's perfect for the product project. I think 
you just you know that side of things 100 percent. yo prez spoke about the naming convention though um too as well is that just like another layer so like to me you nailed it with the okay the production right then you also have the the cover and then the naming convention as well like when we go down some of the tracks, yeah, let's like look. when you name some of these tracks on here and how they kind of fit in. And uh, I don't know if it was you uh, helping out uh, protagonist, but like uh, the the little skits and stuff that you throw at the end of some of these songs to kind of like, you know, trigger uh, trigger uh, a reaction type little deal. So, uh, I mean, yeah, you had something like uh, Jesus Christ, White Savior, Arians and Dracos, the Starbucks with the Starbucks incidents, Donald Sterling, Tom Hanks, Britney Spears. Action Bronson, Sandra Bullock, Nicole Kidman. There's a lot of these, like I mean, you see, you seeing the name and convention that he's going with these. It's not all of them, but it's 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 up in there quite a bit. So uh can you give us a little background on that right there as well? For some real shit. Um the as far as it goes for like the naming of the tracks, protagonists and sovereign, who were the main producers of the project, they were responsible for my inspiration with naming it because whenever i record a track i don't just already know what i'm going to say the beat tells me what i'm going to say what i'm supposed to rap about and how i'm supposed to rap it so for instance right the arians and dracos that was a beat that he had just made and then it was like for me it was like sometime in the middle of the night he hit me up like yo i just made this uh check it out before i drop it fully on youtube and when I like check this out, so I went and checked it out. It was originally called Byzantine Links, and it had a, a picture of Hitler. So I was like, mm, Hitler, and then Byzantine Links, and then this beat is hard. So I was like, shit, to make this joint fit, white melodies were also getting inspiration from his original idea with that instrumental, Aryans and Dracos. You know what I'm saying? And, and and the sequencing would just kind of go like that. I would listen to the beat. The beat would speak to me. And whatever I rapped about, I would find some type of white celebrity that fit the narrative of what I was rapping about. While also making sure like whatever schemes I had also related to my life as well. And clear, it's, that's clear. That's very clear, man. And, um, Gotta gotta commend you for for having, you know, that vision and, and working with everybody to do that because regardless of what anybody would say, whether they like the album or not, you really gotta give credit for nailing the execution piece of it. There's so many people that's been doing this for a while that it just seems like they put out random shit and, and they just don't nail the execution of it. So uh, we're listening, man, and you, you're definitely nailing the execution piece with the skits and tying everything in together. Appreciate yeah, that. and the concept, I mean, carried it on for 20 songs on top of that. Usually, like, when you have somebody that does a concept, it's going to be an EP. It's going to be, like, seven to ten songs at most, and they're going to roll from there. But, like, was able to maintain it for a full uh, 20 songs, which is a hey, commendable as well. Uh, uh. See, but that's so the thing. That's the thing with it, right? You notice a lot of the different artists, like for instance, Young Nutty, he'll name song, he'll name some of the songs some shit like Blue Cheese. The shit ain't got nothing to do with Blue Cheese. Me, I'm not naming the shit randomly. Like Nicole Kidman, 
the whole first verse was a Tom Cruise and Lenny Kravitz theme where I sat there and I name flipped Lenny Kravitz albums and people didn't even catch that in the verse. So I'm not sitting there like, I didn't just name it Nicole Kidman just to name it Nicole Kidman and then do a chorus just so that way it could relate. The whole, throughout the whole song, I'm scheming off of Nicole Kidman and the niggas she dated. You know what I'm saying? So all of the tracks, including the skits, relate in some shape or form to that white person or something that has to do with you know consciousness in relation to white supremacy whether it's over hip-hop or over black lives or in general whatever you know i think that um that's an interesting point because some of the 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 music that i grew up on your and wu-tang in particular and, and just countless others man they told stories jay with reasonable doubt you know it's like it's just nas they told stories and you you probably still could pick out stuff in 20, 25 years after it comes out just based on just certain lines that maybe you didn't get at that time. So that's, I like that you you're doing that because it, it adds to a replay value of a sort. Would you agree Prez? Like the replay value, because you're not going to catch, I'm not, I didn't catch that. You know what I mean? You catch certain things, but it's just more than enough songs clocking in at what 50, 50 something, 57 minutes. 53. Yeah. Yeah. Clocking in at that time, you're going to catch something differently and there's going to be different songs that you like at different times. So I like that you put that level of effort into it um, because the, the casual air, they just not going to catch that man. You know what I mean? But how how do you feel about the casual air not catching that with so much that you put into it lyrically? I feel like I know damn well I'm over the head and I like that I'm over the head because on some real shit, I don't make music for the casual ear anyway. The casual ear is the masses that's going to be giving me the plays and streams, which I appreciate that. But the music that I'm making, it ain't for y'all on some real shit. It's for the real niggas. It's for the niggas who know for the niggas who get it, you know what I'm saying? But see, it's not just my lyricism that I really took as seriously in the songs, whether I'm rapping or not, when it comes to those skits and shit like that. I got that whole thing from protagonist. He's so meticulous with his own personal productions and his beats where he'll have different skits that are already on the beats and shit like that. I stole that idea from him. Because those skits, when you listen to his skits throughout his beats, how they're incorporated, at, on first listen, you might think, oh, this is like just some little funny little interlude, whatever. But nah, it actually has to, like, you go and check the name of it, and then you listen to the music. Somehow, sonically, it painted that whole picture. That's why I'm saying the his beats and Sovereign's beats, they are what told me to write what I wrote and do what I did on those tracks. With being on, on separate parts of the world, you know what I mean? How do you guys establish that type of connection to know, okay, 
Is it just because, you know, you guys are about, what, six, seven hours uh, apart, you know, on, on any given time. So what are you guys doing? I know we have the internet and stuff like that, but time and distance is, that's a lot for anybody to kind of keep up daily with the amount that goes into this project. So, Pro, my question to you is, you know, how do you guys communicate and how do you guys just sync up to with that that energy to where you just know what he likes or what he's going to gravitate to? And then Black After Eat answers, I'll toss that to you as well. It's a lot of feeding off of each other, I feel like. Um, for the most part, I mean, no Black's listen to a load of my stuff. And I listen to a lot of his stuff too. It's a lot of just understanding each other with artists. I mean, a lot of the time people think it's just, you know, a rapper listens to a beat. It's a one-way thing. It's never a one-way thing. It's off of each other. Um, and like you said, the internet, 100%. Like, if we can't get it down like that, if we can't get it down, like, feeding off of each other, we've always got actual communication in the first place. Black, how about you, man? What do you, what do you think as far as just the the synergy that you guys have together? Like I said, I got to agree with my man on this one. On some real shit, it's exactly like that. Like, if it's not the energy, because like he said, I was already a fan of his. So most of his shit already kind of catered to me. However, once we really started connecting, he started making newer beats with me in mind, knowing damn well I was going to go and check him out and listen to him. So we were all, we would already be on similar wavelengths and frequencies. Like I said, in Arians and Dracos, it's all frequencies, right? So, and if, and if it came to a point where we needed to reach out to each other, you know what I'm saying? I, I got his personal number, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I, I would go on WhatsApp, cause you know, he's in the UK, you know what I'm saying? I'm in the US. So I'd go on WhatsApp and text him, you know what I'm saying? And be like, yo, whoop de whoop de whoop. You know what I'm saying? Or be like, yo, I think we should use this beat for that. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Or I picked out this beat, let's swap that beat for this. Like, and then we just work it out from there. You know? Hey, Pre- yeah, Pre- yeah, Pre- yeah. What do you we wanna... definitely get the time difference right here. Because, uh, yeah, Cash, we disrespect my sleep. I disrespect his sleep the same way, too. All the time. For something I feel like he got to listen to. <laughs> I hit him up. I don't give a damn about no damn time difference. <laughs> same, same, same here, man. I send him send him text messages all the time. And I know his wife is probably like, who the hell texting you? It's just it's just Cash. He ain't cheating. But, um, <laughs> but anyway, man, Pre- where do you want to go, Press? I got feature questions i got um i got, I got particular questions about tracks like well, where do you want to where do you want to dive off into yeah first? let's let's go into the features and then i want to talk a little bit more i think i'll uh, i wait for the feature that is on to come back and talk a little bit about uh he mentioned uh the girl melody and like yeah, see let, let, how yeah, that song like, kind of ties back in definitely want to stay on the feature can can i open it up prez yeah go ahead who bodied you who bodied you black out of all your features, who bodies you? Who made you second think? Who made you second guess the verse you sent? Them? I so I'm gonna start with the more obvious one, which I I, I wanted this nigga to body me. You know what I'm saying? Elza, of course. You know what I'm saying? Elza shit was crazy, but on some real shit, Elza he had told me that my verse was like some crazy shit, and then he was like, "Yo, like I need to know." He like after he learned about me, he was like, "Okay, so I know what you about, but like, who the fuck did that beat?" 
Like, you got to put me up here. <laughs> that made my so week. I, I was yeah, so hyped so, about Unreal. Yeah, yeah, so I went and I, I sent him all the protagonist's information. He was like, thank you, man. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. And so then um, after Elzai, I would have to say Patty Honcho on the Nicholas Craven track. He 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 kind okay. he kind body. I'm not gonna say he bodied me, but I did like his verse better than my verse on that one. Cause that you know what I'm saying he was talking great, and then the written house bar that you know what I'm saying. Yeah, that, yeah. That's the one I was gonna come <laughs> back to. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like I know Patty said yeah. it, but is that how you felt in that situation? Walking in with a bunch of written houses, <laughs> like it was like Patty was talking crazy, like, and it was just wild too because like. He did ask me what the song was going to be about particularly, but I already told him, like, yo, like, I put it in his ear. I was like, yo, what would you do if I got a Nicholas Craven track? He was like, he was like, nigga, if you just went and did that, that'd be some crazy shit. And then I was like, word? Bet. And then next day, went and got a Nicholas Craven exclusive. You know what I'm saying? Nice, nice, yeah. nice. Um, pro as for, as for you, man. Um, of course you got Elzai on one of your tracks. Um, you're in contact with him to possibly work with him in the future. But besides Elzai, man, like what are some of your favorite features on the album? Um, I'm not sure. I'll probably say Patty too, 100. percent But I can't. I just gotta talk about Elzai. That's insane. Like Slum Village. It's it literally that was it for me. I mean, I've only been producing for two years, so it's like. And this kid from Britain who's been listening to hip hop since he was like a child, it's like the dream. You know what I mean? But Pi's insane too. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. That's dope, man. And damn, two years, man. Two years been producing from UK. Black U19. Prez, what did we do wrong? What did we do wrong, <laughs> man? <laughs> Internet wasn't that strong back then. Like we we didn't have the connections. We were still like, uh man, man, wrong, wrong errors, right? Yeah, man. Yeah, man. All right, man. Did like you have something in, in particular press to the features? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's let's just talk about a couple of them. Uh, I mean, uh, you got Patty Honcho. You had him on here the most, right? That was three times. Uh, you had him on, mm-hmm. uh, but Niggas of God, Nicholas Craven, mm-hmm. Land of uh, Land of Naja Head mm-hmm. uh, ended it like you ended the album with two songs by him. So like I, I thought that was pretty pretty dope, man. And I, I think yeah. I yeah I'll go back and watch the last interview. I told him like <laughs> I really love their energy when they're on the tracks together. These two, they they just play well off each other. So coming like one of my favorite duos on the track. So uh, yeah, anything you want to say about any of those tracks? Like I said, you you already mentioned the Rittenhouse line. I just thought like that, that when he went at that and then he came back again on that, on that, uh, uh, what niggas gods, like I I thought that was, killed it. So the niggas to guys joint, like I think I mentioned that during I don't know if I mentioned that during the last interview, but that track we actually did that was actually the second track we've ever done together when we first met. Uh around that time we were already trying to work on the Blood Mix project. It wasn't like one hundred percent developed yet. We were still, you know what I'm saying, in the in the in the in the blueprint stages of that. But that was actually the second collab that we had did because he was a huge fan of Sovereign. And I was like, yo, like, I'm trying to work for Sovereign. He was like, word. 
I'm a huge fan of her. I've always wanted to talk on a sovereign track. And just because he said that, I was like, bet you want a sovereign track now. And then, you know what I'm saying, we made that joint happen, you know? And then uh, as far as the land of Nod Your Head, my father was supposed to be on that track originally. But when I asked my father to get on the track, he was saying that he couldn't get on the track and do what I wanted him to do. You know what I'm saying? He had a bunch of different excuses that I wasn't fucking with, but you know what I'm saying? I, I respect his choice though. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not mad at him for it or nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? But you, but my father was supposed to be on that joint. So last minute I went to Patty and was like, yo, fuck it. You trying to be on this joint a third time? He was like, let me hear the beat. And he was like, nigga, this shit is crazy. I think a protagonist is out this world with that shit. And then we just made it happen. Mm. They want to tap into that. Yeah, it pops, man. So I'm all I'm all for the the vulnerability. Um, and those are some of the heartfelt songs, or just when you're talking about your truth in terms of your your personal life, because it's all good when you can spit bars and put a lot of words together. But all that shit don't equal up the real shit when it comes to a listener like me. You gotta hit me right here, you know, in the chest for me to buy into you, who you are. So you did that. We're just speaking on your pops uh, with and Tom Hanks and a little bit, you know, and, and Britney Spears, it kind of ties together, man. Like what, I'm not sure if you've done it in the past as far as you guys' relationships. Um, so, you know, this is a two-part question. What made you open up and speak about you guys' relationship, whether it seems like past, present type of vibes that I got from the song? And then also when your pops heard it, what was his reaction? So, for Tom Hanks, Tom Hanks was more so focused on uh, my perspective and opinion of not only just his fatherhood, but, you know, plenty of um, lackluster fathers in general who don't quite understand all of the real sentiments that go into fatherhood and what you really should be doing for your child and for your son, especially as a man and especially for your black son as a black man, you know? But the result of that, it's not necessarily their fault that plenty of them are like that. It's the result of the fact that they themselves didn't have fatherhood in their lives earlier on. So of course they wouldn't have the real experience or role models to, you know, do what they're supposed to be doing as a father. You know what I'm saying? And then as far as Britney Spears, the whole concept of that song, if you if you understand the whole story behind the uh free Britney Spears situation where you know, she is trapped in that house. She ain't got nothing but just the music. And then she's got people in her family that have been constantly doing her wrong since a child that also want to, you know, just use her. So the point of that song was about people in my family that I've been 
hurt by. I, you know what I'm saying? It's not just my father. I've been done wrong by plenty of people in my family. And I've been used by plenty of people in my family. You know what I'm saying? And it's crazy that all I really, like I felt like in that moment of living with my father, just being in that apartment all the time, you know what I'm saying? We, we was really down bad too, you know what I'm saying? But just feeling trapped, like not ever going out nowhere or, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes I would just walk outside just to be outside, you know what I'm saying? Like, felt like all I had was just the music, you know what I'm saying? And, 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 and it was detrimental to my mental health. You know what I'm saying? Especially the shit I was going through. Like like I said in that line, um, it's quite ironic. The bed I slept on was a size for airs. Now I'm sleeping on the floor with a mattress that was made from air. Am I down bad? Yes, but this life, I never saw the air mattress popped. I slept on carpet to my nana bought it. That was some real shit. That was some real yeah. shit. I was sleeping I on the that. floor. I was sleeping I on the that. floor because my air mattress popped. And then I didn't have the money to... Um, buy myself a new air mattress, you know, and I didn't have one bought for me until I was with my grandmother. And then she was asking me why I'm sleeping on the floor. And I was like, because I didn't have the money for air mattress. And then she was like, why ain't your father buy one? I was like, and then she bought me one. You know what I'm saying? Hey, man. Yeah, like, thanks. How can I say this as as a father? I would probably say um, as as a fan, thanks for putting your your personal into your art. You know what I mean? Because you're not the only one that's going through that. You're not the only one that will be affected by it because we have, me and Prez have children. You know what I mean? Of -hmm. course, maybe that's not a scenario that would happen, but just made me be cognizant of just different things and how you treat your kids along yeah, the way I, and how they I, internalize it and you'll never you'll never really know unless they tell you and damn it i wouldn't want them to tell me in that type of record because it was this deep man it was yeah, deep look, that's my whole point too with those tracks that it's not necessarily to hurt anybody or hurt the family members that i was talking about because it's more so to speak to the people who, who can relate to that type of shit and then the people that I was speaking on and those people who are just like them, I want them to more so hear it to gain perspective because not everybody has perspective. At the same time, not everybody has self-awareness. Some people don't have self-awareness because they don't want to be self-aware. You know what I'm saying? And if you're a person that is just plain out ignorant, then there's absolutely no help in you. You know what I'm saying? But if you're someone who... It just you just never had anybody tell you no shit like that that you really needed to hear, then that's some shit that you definitely needed to hear so you can be more, you know, cognitive of that type of shit. You know what I'm saying? That I just more so want people to get their eyes open. But to answer your second question of how he felt about it, I don't know. He hasn't he hasn't said anything about it, about it at all. At least not yet. Okay. Okay. So clearly you made this song, but yeah, I'm just saying like, you know, that that conversation would be interesting and hope hopefully it brings a, a upon some clarity 
to him we, as, we, as a we've father. Had, we've had we've had plenty of those type of conversations before. For sure, for sure. Yeah, but so yeah, that's, man, that, that's, that's definitely a track. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you know what I'm saying? Sometimes talking just ain't enough. You know what I'm saying? Gotta be a way to get it out, right? Hey man, yeah. you know, frustration's gotta spill out some way and, and it's best for it to be in a in a positive way, you know, more so than than a negative way, because we've seen a lot of some of those relationships turn really sour, you know, especially yeah. in, in our, you know, our neighborhoods and our our backgrounds when just things can't get right uh between, you know, a child and a father. So but but again, man, hats off to you for weaving weaving that in there uh somehow because again, man. I was about the bars. I knew you could rap, but this at this point at this point of listening to you, this was like where I was like, all right, maybe he taps into that a little bit more. You know what I mean? It's just gonna bring more more eyes upon you because you did it effortlessly. So so hats off to you yeah. on that, man. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, man. Um, wanted to. You still got any more questions, Prez, about this before I switch? No, nah, no, nah, you the... can go ahead and go away. I know where you want to go. Go ahead and go there. And then, okay. uh, yeah, we'll, I, I, I'll say my last little piece at the end. Cool. So I wanted to kind of go back to Prez's uh, flows and, and different pockets. I, I could tell you're doing that a lot more. Um, but my question was really from, my next question is really from somebody on, on Twitter that I saw. And I, I'm not going to quote it exactly because it's not the question I want to ask, but they they sparked the idea in terms of, you have a lot of features on here. You're working with a lot of people. In in our day, it wasn't cool to have a bunch of features. It wasn't cool to work with a lot of people. But as we've grown in listening to music, and I'm just speaking for me and Prez here, um, you know, we have Kanye. We have a whole bunch of people that collaborate, and it's fine to collaborate. Um, you got Drake whether he writes or has collaborated, like you have all those different types of things. Jay How do you, Jay Electronica with the Jay-Z album. That's a longstanding yeah. argument we've had on this podcast. Um, but yeah, I say all that to say this, man, like how do you, how do you feel about the art of collaboration? And do you feel like that dilutes you as a lyricist, as an artist, being that you have a lot of people on your projects? No. I don't feel like it's detrimental because I know exactly what I'm doing. Like I'm like like I said, like I said in um in um Jeremy Bentham slash just bars, I don't get features for a name to capitalize. I do it so these heroes I do it so these niggas see their heroes die in their eyes. You know what I'm saying? And that's right out the like, gate. Yeah, that's right out the gate on that, that song. Right that caught gate. my attention. That. that was right out the gate. I said that, and that's facts. Like, like, like I said in the last interview, I want to smoke with a lot of niggas. At the same time, I just the people that are featured on the album, it's only a handful of people. Like you know, what I'm saying there's Jr., there's Know It All, there's Nadine, there's Patty, there's Elzad, and then there's King Game. That's it. You know, there's my own Achilles as well. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I can get into a story behind that in a little bit. But I didn't want too many features, but at the same time, I wanted enough features that could satisfy me with the people that I really respected and liked working with. You know what I'm saying? 
like that like that's that's just that's just the truth to it. I don't feel like it dilutes the art so long as you know what you're doing. Like don't just get a but like don't get a bunch of features and then let's say you got like seven features, but you got an eight track album. That's way too many features. And then especially if you get embodied on every single feature, then it's definitely diluting the art. Because people are then going to fuck with your music just for the features. You know what I'm saying? And that's also, let's say you're getting just a bunch of names that don't even pair well with you or what you're trying to do. You know what I'm saying? So you got to be well thought out and meticulous with it when it comes to featuring. And me, I'm, I'm, I'd like to think of myself as one of the best executive producers right now in the underground. When it comes to this curation shit, I'm very meticulous about how I curate projects. You know what I'm saying? So, just want to throw out there. That's cash way of thinking. I guess that may be the New York mentality. It's never been the down south mentality. We had Outkast, UGK, uh, I mean, Goody Mob, like all these greats, you know. <laughs> Dungeon Family was a was a thing that everybody wanted to be, you know, claim like what, uh, how they mesh together and everything. They all made the song that much better so yeah. never bothers me about the features as long as the whole project is is uh up to par yeah. you know yeah at the same time right yeah You're at right. the same You're time right. the features that i got i got those features for a reason like they like those tracks i did with them i had them in mind on those tracks anyway except for the jeremy bentham elza was not originally the one that was supposed to be on there. It was actually Inspector Deck, because me and Inspector Deck mm-hmm. spoke. Me and Inspector Deck had spoke, and I told him like, "Yo, like me and you, I want to go bar for bar with you. I want to battle you on the track." Like that verse I spit was what I had for Inspector Deck. He heard the verse as well. It's just that when it came time to you know what I'm saying send him the bread, he wouldn't. He just kept leaving my messages on red and not sending me the info so we could lock it in. So I just was like, mm, I'm on a time schedule and you acting weird, fuck it, I'm gonna go to, you know what I'm saying, someone else. So I was thinking of either doing Elza or Sky Zoo. And so I just went with Elza because Elza had tapped in the fastest as well. So I was like, shit, he ready to work. He ready to get this moving. like. And as much like organic energy that's going on right now, I'm fucking with it. You know what I'm saying? And I'm glad I picked him because his verse went very well. He was more on theme on the track than I was. Like it's called Jeremy Bentham. Jeremy Bentham is the um the European man responsible for the concept of the prison system. That's why it's also called just bars. It's it's kind of like a play on mm. word. The song is just bars, but prison. You know what I'm saying? He, if you listen to his bars, he does a full fucking court scheme. Subpoena, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like the 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 affidavit, like he he went crazy on the whole full court scheme and everything. And then he even went on a full government scheme when he was talking about military death con, like all types of shit. Like he was going crazy. So I was I was very glad that I picked him. Fire, fire. Yo, 
he dropped a few gems on this project. Like if if it piques your interest and you're listening and you're you're watching at this point and it piques your interest, you dropped several gems as far as just concepts or just things that we're still yet to uncover. So we gotta go back and listen again. Again, it just dropped what Saturday? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So twenty four hours, we listened to it once or twice. Uh again, twenty tracks, you know what I mean? Fifty something minutes. It's manageable. You know what I mean? Especially in this uh this microwave society to where, you know, yeah. they only want 20, 30 minute joints, but it keeps your attention, man. So hats off to both of you guys for for doing that from the skits, from the the, the curation pro. Like you your contribution can't be understated, you know what I mean, as far mm-hmm. as what you brought to the table. So more success Bro. to you, man. Um, but but I wanted to say before we kind of let you guys end off here and to kind of plug the th- different things that you guys have got going on, pro, I'll kind of toss it to you first, man. Mm. So with the possible Elzai working with him in the future, what are, what do you have lined up, you know, coming next that you could speak about for the rest of the year? Well, in the coming months, I have a project with Throne. I don't know if you're familiar with Throne. It's space between each letter and the word. Um, but they're a duo. They've been coming up really quickly recently. Um, and that's in the works. I think so all my production um, should be good. Nothing was else at the moment. I really want to get something done now. That's like my passion project. Um, in terms of full projects, nothing, nothing to report really. No, nothing like that. So I'll do a pitch for you. Listen, if y'all out there rappers and y'all tired of getting these whack ass beats from a lot of the people that you rapping over, go holler at protagonist. His uh his information is right here. If you're watching on YouTube land, I'm gonna leave it up for a little bit. I'm sure he'll he'll say it again before we let yeah. him go. But go check out go check out his production because it's fire. It's fire. Do you have a um, beat stars or anything like that? Yeah, my beat stars is just protagonist, and my Instagram is protagonism. No zeros, no nothing. Protagonism. Okay, Clean up. Okay. YouTube as well, right? Yeah, protagonist. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. Go check him out. Black, black man. What about what about you, man? I mean, I, I hate to ask the question. I'm out. I'm pretty sure you got <laughs> 17 more projects no. lined up, man. But uh, yeah, I got what for the year for the year because I'm 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 not done yet. I got a beef side to white metal beats that I'm working on. Um, one of the tracks that I had just finished is you know what I'm saying another protagonist production. He's actually gonna have a couple different productions on there on some real shit because you know he that nigga. Um. I got the B-side to White Melodies. Like I said, I got uh, an EP with Shamir that I'm going to be dropping as well. Journey into Mystery Schools, Volume 1. I got um, a collab with Cala Beats. Um, I got a collab with Emilio as well. Um, I'm also going to be dropping The Holy Black Moose, Volume 3 on May 10th to celebrate the anniversary of the first Holy Black Moose Volume 1 release. Um, I also got a kind of gospel slash more spiritual type collab project with Wayne Easy. And then uh, I got some secret shit with Patty that I can't really speak on, but we, me and him teased it briefly in our other joint. We got some shit where we formed a group, a super group. It's me, him, and one producer. Mm, okay. 
All right. So yeah, yeah, definitely. Where can they uh follow you guys both one more time, starting with, with Black? Um, you can follow me on Instagram at God MC Black Chidori. You can follow me on Twitter at Young Capital G Capital O Capital D Chidori. And then on all streaming platforms, it's Black Chidori. All right. And Pro, just uh, let, let them know one more time where they can follow you and, and all your different places where your, your beats are. Yeah, YouTube, Protagonist, Instagram, Protagonism, Twitter, Protagonism, but the second those is zero. Yeah, that's it. But keep on Instagram. I'm mostly on there. Okay. Prez, Prez, man. Clean, clean it up, man. Do I, what, what, what did I forget? What did we, did we forget anything? Any last questions? Uh, no, nah, you, you got everything, man. I just want to tell everybody, definitely go check out the album. Uh, don't think you'll be disappointed in it. Uh, like I said, the name scheme, how he kind of fit in. He he gave you a pretty good detail. Like every name, uh, every, every song that's named that way uh, has a play into the uh, the actual song. Uh, what, you got Tommy Egan. I know that was one with JR, a lot of power references and stuff like that. So uh, you, you're, you're getting it. I mean, it's like, he's he's on another level with this so uh definitely go go tap in you know comment uh go go back to his past projects uh i think we're gonna get plenty more from black jadori and I, i'm looking forward to it every every project that i've heard so far just gets better and better so i still can't believe that that uh that song you did with patty you saying like that was like the second song y'all did like it felt like yeah. it's y'all third fourth one iteration more, song one, more like that, like one more thing though there's an artist by the name of Sincere. He's just recently popping on the scene and whatnot. But this artist, Sincere, we're actually going to do a collab joint with full production by Protagonist. He's going to produce that album. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, Sincere is sick. Definitely check out Sincere. Yeah. Can we get his Instagram too? Can we shout him out? Or is that not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah definitely yeah, yeah. shout him out. What's his Instagram? Let me see if we can get <laughs> At what's it at sin NTS, I think, but it's sincerely yours on Twitter. I know that for sure. That's my yeah, Instagram at sin dot FNTS. Yeah, you sick, yeah. man. 100% check him out. He's sick. Hell yeah, hell yeah. For sure, for sure. We'll, we'll add it, we'll add it, uh, we'll add it in, man. Or we'll, we'll get it. So, yeah, dang. A lot of stuff, man. Busy, busy, busy yeah, guys, yeah. man. So I said, I said at the beginning of no, I said it late twenty twenty one. Actually, that twenty twenty one was going to be my. I mean, twenty twenty two was going to be my year. Like I'm, I was serious about that shit. Serious. That you are. That you are, man. So once again, you guys go check out the young brother Black Chidori. Go check out protagonist's production. Um, lot, lot of heat. A lot of back catalog for you guys to catch up if you haven't caught up. We definitely don't like to have people on the podcast that we are not fans of or we don't you know, want, want to give a chance to as far as just to spread the word and spread their message. So we want you guys to go check them out. Let us know how you feel about it in the comments. Go stream their music. But most importantly, go to their link tree. Go to the band camp. Go support the artists so the artists can continue to grow, elevate, buy new equipment, get more features. Get in the better studio. <laughs> Do all those things. That doesn't happen with you just streaming it. Doesn't happen. Wait, I just want to put that out the there. You going to get a mic black? Oh, yeah, because he's, he's still on the iPhone. Oh, the iPhone. <laughs> we didn't even get into the iPhone <laughs> thing. That's that's 
crazy. That blows. That still blows my mind. Yeah, that still like kills me. Like, hey, we got yeah, to get this man. IPhone, just man. imagine what, what this man can do. It's the yeah. I got I got two iPhones <laughs> on some real shit. This is the one that I record off of. The other one, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Case man. in point. No excuses. If you out here, like, I don't got this keyboard. I don't have this mic. I don't have this. I don't have that. There's no excuses. You can get it done. You can make it work for you. It may take a little bit longer, but you can get it done, man. But, Black, yeah, man. <laughs> it's time, man. It's time. You you, you growing, man. You growing, man. And it's, yeah. it's going to be soon before people start calling just based on these concepts and the fact That's that right. you are executive producing and you are putting it together. There's, there's a vision there. There's a vision there. So yeah. it's going to get bigger and better for you, man. So, Nice meeting you, pro man, for the first time, man. Black, you always welcome back, whether it's for you know your music or anything else, or if you just wanna, yeah. if we have a topic yeah. on here and you know we gonna talk about it. If you wanna pull up for anything controversial, we'll definitely love to have you back, man. So same uh, yeah, goes out uh, to you, yeah. bro. Y'all make sure y'all keep everybody that's watching this. Make sure you keep attacking us on your radar or some other shit. He's yeah, man. Tell me beats on YouTube. Get on it every single day. He's a monster, man. He's a monster. Sure. With that said, this is episode, we wrapping up episode 150, Don't Sleep on the Couch podcast. I go by Cash again, a.k.a. Exec P, and the man to the other box, his name. Mr. Prez, and we out. All right. We out, we out.